Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon here on a Wednesday Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. Thank you for spending some of your morning here with us. Uh, here's what's coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list. John Bowenkamp was in Minneapolis yesterday uh, taking in Big Ten basketball media days. We will pick his brain on what he gleaned from uh, those opportunities. Uh, also talk some baseball with him. He is a huge Dodger fan. Dodgers uh, up one nothing in their series over the Padres. A lot of baseball talk coming up here in just the next few minutes. But John Bowenkamp, our only guest in our number one. Our number two, Dave Sproul from... KSI names in Learfield. He's had a busy couple of days yesterday. Took in the football uh, press conference along with the players and Coach Campbell. Today it is Basketball Media Day up in Ames. And uh, he's there covering TJ Otzelberger's press conference. Bill uh, Fennelly's was earlier in the week. Looked like a rock star in that video. Did you see that? That uh, they put out the uh, the women's basketball Twitter account. No, with the hat on backwards and the sunglasses that had the little lights in them. Um, yeah, it's good for him. A little buzz around, and he's got a really good team. Yes, absolutely. Look, we've got two really good women's teams in this yes. state. That uh, that uh, the Seahawk game. <laughs> um, more stakes on the line than in the women's game this year than the men's. Well, both, both ranked teams. Both women's teams will be in the tournament. Well, both men's That's teams. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the, this, this is high stakes. Well, I'm saying that win could be the difference between... I see what you mean. The Iowa the State side, yeah. Being in or being up? out of the tournament, yeah. a big non-conference game. Hope it is. Hope it is. That'll be a, a big yeah. talker as we move from February uh, in, into March. Uh, so uh, Dave Sproul is going to join us from Learfield and KSI. A lot to cover with Dave. Iowa State related, and we'll do so at 11.05. And then Mitch Holtis, his normal spot during the regular season every Wednesday at 11.30, and he'll have to stay at 11.30 when we move our show, which, oh, by the way, happens next week, uh, in case you missed it. Trent and I are moving back an hour to give uh, KXNO seven consecutive hours of local programming. So we start at 11, and the curtain will come down at 6 with Heather and Sean as they finish up the KXNO drive. So that's how we'll finish things up today with Mitch Holtis, and then Trent's played the day a couple of baseball games Maybe dip his toe onto the frozen agua, little hockey tonight. You don't think too I'm early go there. for you? For yeah, that? yeah. I uh, fired at some NBA futures though. Did last you last night? night? Yeah. Who'd you take? Uh, a ticket to win it all on the Bucks. What'd you get? That's a good. That's a good ticket. What'd you get? Six to one. That's all. Oh yeah, they're they're one of the two betting favorites there mm-hmm. at six to one. Uh, that's I'll, tough to swallow, though. Short. Yeah. Man, I did it with Buffalo, and I did it with the Dodgers. You, you have to. I'm putting together a portfolio, right? And and I wanna, exactly what I do. I want to have a good ticket yeah. that has part of that portfolio. I'm learning from you. Yeah. Uh, bet on. Let's keep see. track how much you count. Oh yeah. You got to make sure yes. that if anything you win makes up for that. Your you're loss. on the positive side. Yeah. When you get to the Unless end, you of have it. to buy a saver ticket or two. I told you the Pacers are going to stink. I bet the under on them. Twenty four and a half wins. Nuggets That's over. All it is. Yeah, fifty they're and a half. Be that bad. They're going to be awful. Yeah, they're going to be brutal. And you're going to see those bottom teams because of what we've seen from the big French dude. 
Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of tanking <laughs> yeah. happening to try to the get as seven many. foot four. Trying to get as many ping pongs as possible there. Bet on the Nuggets over. That was 50 and a half. Excellent betting angle. One I hadn't thought of. Yeah. Take the have, the have nots mm-hmm. and who will be, who will be all in on that tankathon. Uh, it's a pretty good way of looking at it, actually. And, you know, we've seen this in the past, and yeah, it's not the same that it once was in the amount of ping pong balls, but everybody's going to be trying everything mm-hmm. possible to make that happen. Remember Suck for Luck? Uh, I mean, right. there's been so many, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I had a little fun with that with the NBA last night as the baseball was going on, and got to see, I was rooting for your Padres, too, though mm-hmm. I didn't have a betting interest in that game last night. Came back, mine at 5-3, mm-hmm. and they had a chance of that end up. Tied up, take they, the lead. I, I, I'm with you. I, um, I, I, I turned the TV off last night thinking, you know what? The Padres got a chance. Uh-huh. They're not outclassed by a lot. Look, look at the bullpen. Clevenger stunk. Shocker. Their starting pitcher, yeah, right? Uh, he needs a haircut, too. <laughs> Anyways, that aside, Grandpa. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Get a haircut. Uh, look at that uh, punk. But, but anyways, uh, and he's a big dude, too. He's tall. He's got to be 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. He's big. Uh-huh. Uh, anyways, he was awful. He was. But the bullpen, Trent, I don't think they gave up a hit the rest of the way. And he was removed in the third. And I don't think the Dodgers got to that bullpen, even for a hit. Mm-hmm. It was, they were great. So uh, I'm not sure anybody's in trouble one game in. Obviously, the Braves are in a big spot. Yes. Braves don't want to go down 0-2. And All the have... teams that are down 0-1 are in a big spot. You Kyle, Kyle Wright going up against Zach Wheeler? Kind of concerning, yeah, isn't it? I think so too. Exactly. The one thing, the angle I didn't know until after I bet it yesterday, and in fact, I, I heard it right before the game, game began at twelve oh seven, like a minute before, is just how much Max Fried had struggled against the Phillies this mm-hmm. year. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's probably an angle I should have looked at beforehand. Yeah. And, and he struggled once mm-hmm. again. It, it was not good there. Boy, I thought they were going to come back and get him. I had the Mariners and that comeback. Oh, frustrating. That Why is Robbie Ray out there? I have no idea. He hasn't, he hasn't come out of the bullpen in 10 years, 8 years, 10 years, whatever it's been. It's been a long time. He's been bad the last month He's of the been season. awful. Trent, he won the Cy Young last year. And he's been bad down the stretch. And it's one thing to use a guy that, all right, he's going to throw it today anyway. We're going to use mm-hmm. him out of the bullpen. We'll yeah. see more and more piece, baseball mm-hmm. teams do this. Especially I'm, now. I'm fine with it. it. It absolutely makes sense. If the guy's good. Yeah. <laughs> if the guy hasn't been good and you're trying to hold on, that one was an absolute head-scratcher there. Very disappointing because that Mariners team is fun. And there, there was a no doubt about it, too. Yeah. I mean, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. That thing was leaving in a hurry. Absolutely. Uh, too bad. Kind of kind of rooting for this Mariners, and I don't have a single ticket on them. But um, uh, that Alvarez, man, what did it go? 444 feet, something like that, 440, somewhere mm-hmm. around there, and uh, just absolutely crushed it. Bregman, another home run to to get the comeback ignited in the uh, inning before that. Yep. It was a fun day, Trent. It was. So let's uh, let's do the Yankees. But before we get to the game itself, Bob Costas in yeah. the booth. You know what? It's kind of like a comfortable pair of shoes. Sure. You know what I mean? It's just it's just that voice, and he's done baseball forever, right? Um, it was a good listen last night. I, I enjoyed it outside of the stupid dragon thing. Now, you're yeah. a dragon fan. You're, well, I watched the you, show. You've been well-known for your love of dragons. I, Game of Th- I'm trying to get into this one that's on now, and it's it's okay. I, I mean, it's going to be tough to beat the, the original, right? The Game of Thrones. I'll take your word for it. This one's dragon something. Um, but, yeah, and, and I kind of felt bad for Costas in the fact, because this isn't something that I would think that, that he would – 
I mean, he would have to have his arm twisted yeah. to go along with that kind of bit, because uh, he's kind of doesn't strike me as a guy who likes to have a lot of fun. He's kind of serious. I was shocked that he did it. Yeah, me too. He does not seem like the kind of guy, especially at this point. Well, you in heard his the career. story at Principal Park, right? When yeah. he was here, that he would, and I don't know which broadcaster it was. If it was Dean, I don't know who it was, but uh, Bob Costas and Michael Gartner, who owned the Cubs mm-hmm. for a long time, are friends uh, from their days at NBC. And and Costas was in town, and he was in the booth, and he was asked to, you know, to do an inning or a half an inning. And I think I got the story right. It's been mm-hmm. a long time, but he was asked to do something that you would think. Here, Bob, ride this bike. <laughs> yeah. Something that he would have no... Oh, he hasn't prepared. Yeah. I don't know if I want to do that. I haven't really prepared. Um, so he's a professional, or a perfectionist, but it was good to hear him. Yeah. I was right there with it outside of the dragon, yeah. which was hokey and dumb. Right. And not what I expect out of Bob Costas. But I'm, I'm with you. It was just... It was fun just to hear him mm-hmm. call a game. And, and Ron Darling's good, too. Yes. And Darling's part of that Mets broadcast that I just love. And he does a really good mm-hmm. job. I thought it was a good broadcast. It was a fun game. It was. I, another fun one. Yep. Cleveland Donaldson? Yeah. I don't know if Cleveland has enough offensive power to get yeah, past I'm this I'm not team. sure they do. When, when, uh, when, when the Yankees are going as they were yesterday, Donaldson hits one. How did it not leave the ballpark? Right. right? I mean, it hits on top of the wall. He's going into his home run trot, gets picked off at second. <laughs> Do you like the day off for the American League? There's too much today? time between. I thought that they were cramming these series right. together. We got a what ten day late start on the season mm-hmm. because of and of we the go lockout. into November now. Correct. Yes, I think absolutely. the last game should the World Series go seven is that weekend, November fifth. I'm on weekend. The weekend you're oh, yeah. in Vegas. The yeah. weekend of the big event down at. Uh, uh, at the fairgrounds, the IMUM, the Iowa Mission of Mercy, all of the dentists in the state of Iowa. You've heard Trent and I talk about this for years. It's finally happening, November, and it's not no, to, due to no fault of their own. COVID, remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the day where dentists from all across the state they pack up their dental office and they move it, their chairs, their equipment, everything, to the fairgrounds, and they set up shop for. Friday and Saturday, and provide free dental care to people in the state of Iowa who can't afford to go to the dentist. It's an incredible endeavor. It's amazing what they're doing. And You've heard uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Kevin Baker do the commercials on here uh, and all of the iHeart stations. Uh, it's it's going to be a great, great event. So if you know somebody that's that, that's in that boat that, you know, kids, adults, mm-hmm. whatever – I mean, can you imagine having a toothache and not being able to afford anything to get? I, I couldn't imagine it. I dealt with it. Did you? I didn't have dental insurance in college. Mm. I didn't have it until, in fact, so what I moved did you here. do? I mean, you just accepted the, it. Take a slug out of the jug. Yeah, and, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Just had to accept it, and mm-hmm. it didn't have anything like this. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely I feel these people's pain and just how difficult it was mm-hmm. to go through that process and figure out how does it. It's first come, first serve, folks, and there's going to be a lot of people. It's going to be it a just big won't line. be just won't be Polk County. This is the state of Iowa because mm-hmm. now come one, come all. Iowa residents, this is your weekend. And if you again, if you know anybody in that boat, it's imom.com, I-M-O-M. Is it .com or .org? Do you know, mm-hmm. Trent, if you would? um but that that's that's the weekend it is. First weekend in November at the fairgrounds. Dot org. Dot org. IowaMom.org. Right. And it starts at six AM on Friday and on Saturday. Um and they're gonna push as many people through as they possibly mm-hmm. can. 
100% free dental care. 100% free. For whoever and needs we it. are happy to promote this event due to our relation. Well, we would have heard about it. We would have done it anyways. Mm-hmm. But thank you, NCMIC, uh, for uh, for making this And if possible. you can help out, sponsor, volunteer, whatever it is, also that weekend. They need mm-hmm. a lot of hands on deck there. Uh, certainly go to the website, iowamom.org, and you can uh, find a little click there with both the volunteer and the sponsor page to help them out. Absolutely. I don't remember how we got here. Yeah. Glad we did get here because it's uh, certainly worthwhile to, uh, to promote, uh, promote that event. So which game uh, of the games yesterday, which one stuck with you more than the others? I, I think it has to be the, the comeback from the Astros. Astros? Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, the Mariners and the smiles on their faces, they're jumping out and making Verlander look free. very, very yes. average. Gilbert doing what he did, mm-hmm. and then Robbie Ray giving Ugh. it up late in the game, and they're just Ugh. searching for answers and trying to push the right button, obviously. So what, do, what, do, you do, what do you do if you're, uh, if, you're, if you're Dusty Baker with Verlander? Nothing? No. You just uh, yeah. yeah. It's a start. Uh-huh. They're going to happen. And it's been a while since his last one. Yep. He'll be fine. Mm-hmm. He'll come back. And what if there's a game five? He'll be the guy that gets the ball. I would think, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Are they, the, uh, in your mind, the team to beat in the American League? Yeah. I they they so have too. been since. I mean, we jumped, you and I, we both jumped on that board very, very mm-hmm. early. Even when the Yankees first started showing some, some cracks before they really took a step back before mm-hmm. the All Star break, you and I were both aboard on that one. And, and really, still, nothing has changed for me. They're just. They're so good. No, they are. They, they, there's no question about it. Yeah, you wonder if that was the Mariners' opportunity yeah, yesterday so. to uh, to get that one. I hope they all go five. I don't think that they. Uh, I, I don't think that they will. All right. Anything uh, that you learn? Uh, we'll talk to Bowen Camp coming up here in 15 minutes. Anything from Big Ten Media Days that caught your eye? Well, I really like Brad Underwood. Did you see his quote? I did not. The Illinois coach. So, question was asked. You know, hey, if you could pick any player to take with you, you got to fight in the parking lot. Who are you taking? Yeah, what do you say? Connor McCaffrey. I'm telling you. I know. And we have talked about Connor now for six Since years. Since he was a freshman. And he is not your typical basketball no, player. No, he should be a hockey player. Trent, we should have been. He's got the same size as a power forward. He does. And he's got a little grit to him, and he's a he's nasty SOB, and you want him on your team. Absolutely. Yes, he's not a great shooter. No. He's never been the point guard that people thought maybe he could be, mm-hmm. but... He is just the kind and of guy you need what to have. said, huh? Yep. That's great. <laughs> he wants Connor McCaffrey with him. Uh, Connor would be John at the very least. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how many swings he's going to take, but he'd, he'd be out there, John, oh, at the I very think least. He might underestimate <laughs> him, I think. And that'd I be think. too. I mean, that nose to mo- nose moment against Illinois, what, three years ago mm-hmm. now it was, when uh, him and the Illinois player were just right in each other's yeah. face. and that high-level basketball in that last regular season game of the Where, year. You know what, Trent? That, 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 that year, those two teams, that year... That rivalry, oh my God, it was good. It, it was so good. And then didn't the schedule come out for the next year? And I remember you and I mm-hmm. were pining out, pissed off. We were we only get it once. Only one time last season, which is unthinkable, especially mm-hmm. after what we saw. It felt like that rivalry is finally being renewed yeah, once again. Yeah, this needs to be a home and home. And guess what? Yeah, don't tell me. Just one game this year. Yeah. Saturday, February 4th. How about this? Iowa gets a home Big Ten game on a Saturday. Can you believe I that? I think they get a couple because do. Doc Fuller and they I do. were going over the because he's getting us tickets to give away again for basketball, and we were going over the games that we want to try and target. That's a big one. February fourth, might have to get to Iowa City for that one. Is that is that Super Bowl weekend? I think it is, or is it the following? It was late last year. It was. Is it the twelfth this year? I, I bet it's the. 12th I mean, I hope year. it's the twelfth this year. Yes. I mean, let's back it up as far as we can. Then we only have to wait a couple of weeks, and boom, we're in March, and it's a new uh, league year. Sunday, February 12th. That's when the Super okay. Bowl will be. So Iowa plays that Sunday at Minnesota. Noon game on FS1. Wonderful. That's perfect, right? Yes, wonderful. We're uh, we're going to be talking a lot more basketball than we normally would. I have a feeling 
late October, early November. Because, so because you really you don't think that there's is there, you don't think there's a bowl team in the state. I do don't know. I don't either. Do you give Iowa State a chance this weekend? No. I think they'll hang around. I think seventeen is way too many. Do I mean, you? That, 17? It's Come a lot. on. When's the last time Iowa State was blown out? Off the top of your head. Um, that's a really good question. It's been a while. It has. Unless I'm totally missing blanking on one. Um, yeah. Do I think they'll get beat by 17? The number came out, it was what, 14 and a half when it came out? 14 when it came out? It, uh, no, it was 13 and a half when it came out. Because Palm and I talked about this on our Iowa Everywhere yesterday. Uh-huh. He said it skipped right over 14. Oh, really? It went from 13s into 15 and a half, and now it's 17. Last year, every one of their losses was, excuse me, by single digits. Yeah, they're close. 2020, yeah, they got blown out by Louisiana, but they didn't really get blown out by Louisiana. Oh, I that mean, was game one, right? That was game yeah, one yeah, also. Yeah. And their two losses that season, by six in the championship game against Oklahoma, by three against Oklahoma State. 2019, again, looking for the last time they were blown out. Their losses. Well, they lost to Notre Dame in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the one you point to. In the mm-hmm. regular season, though, uh, nothing during the course of 2019. Let's go back to 2018. Last time they were blown out in a regular season game. They lost by 14 to Texas, 24-10, but that's not a blowout no. loss by any means. No. All right, we go back to 2017. Uh, lost by 10, lost by 3, uh, 7, a lot of close losses. We're going back to 2016, the last time they were blown mm-hmm. out in a regular season game. 17 is too many. Hope you're right. I mean, I hope it's obviously I'd love to see Iowa State win. Yeah. <laughs> that gets them within two. Uh, I, I guess if you're looking at it, the most likely spots for them to get to six, and I can't give them this week. I, I, no, I, I, I won't put. Can't it. give them a win. No, yeah, I, I wouldn't I agree do that. with you there. I think they're going to look back at, and you hate to say it, they're going to look back at Kansas. And oh, absolutely. Yeah, right. K State um, and and the K State game could have gone their way. Oklahoma's winnable. Oh, absolutely is. Remember when we say what did Vegas? What does Vegas know when they they put a number like a twenty nine and a half and the game ends at thirty? Yeah. or twenty nine. So what did ESPN know when they moved Oklahoma Iowa State off that Thursday? Did they, had, they know Oklahoma was going to? Because remember that's what originally yes. was scheduled to be, and they put a Virginia Tech game in there, something like that. Yeah, it's some ACC tilt that is going to be there. You know, Oklahoma this summer they were I think it was the look ahead lines. Chris Andrews out at the mm-hmm. South Point. I think he had it four and a half. I'm like, oh boy, that feels a little low. Yeah. And I remember uh, I got a ticket on that. Now when the point spread comes out, what's it going to be? How is Oklahoma favored by more than a touchdown against Kansas this week, by the way? I know Daniels is banged up and Bean might get the start for them. Mm-hmm. but And he's, he certainly wasn't awful this past week. He was not. And you go back and look at his North Texas resume, it was okay before he got to Kansas. Look what he did last year when he had to play uh-huh. for, for Kansas. He was pretty good. In fact, yeah. he was the guy in that game against Oklahoma when they, they took him into the second half of the game. And I remember us uh, and Bama texting during that game a year ago. I remember that. They opened up the doors. Come on in. Yes, that's right. Come on in and watch this upset. Yes, Yes, I do remember that. And they hung around Mm -hmm. in that football game and certainly had opportunities. So get into three. So West Virginia, you have to beat them. That's four wins. Oklahoma's a possibility. Yes. No, really a distinct possibility. Would you favor Iowa State right now? Uh, And the Oklahoma game? If Uh, I was bookmaking just in Iowa, I certainly would. Yeah. Yeah, if you're just, you just set up shop in Iowa, right. I think you're probably right. And maybe it's set up shop in Story County. Yes. Um, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Texas Tech. Texas Tech's pretty good. They're solid. They're better. Uh, McGuire, this Joy McGuire is going to have a, he's going to have a good program there. There's mm-hmm. high school football coach, yes. revered, um, knows everybody name. in the state. Yes, yes. He 
did what Matt Rule did. Mm-hmm. He was on the staff of Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. Where you go out there, you make those connections, you know everybody in the state, and that is the direction to go. Yeah, Texas Tech is – their arrow is certainly pointing up. Yeah, They look like they're trying in the right direction. But, I mean, a coin flip game, give Iowa State a slight well, And here's the thing. One. Maybe we're going about this all wrong. Who can't they beat? That's the other thing. Oklahoma State. Maybe. That That'd defense be the has only cracks. one. Yeah. Maybe that's the I, only I one. I think they can beat Oklahoma Texas State. Texas Tech gave them all they wanted. Absolutely. TCU, they look great right now. Mm-hmm. What's that team going to look like November 26th, though? Mm-hmm. Could be a completely different team. What yeah. if Max Duggan's banged up? Yeah. I mean, just on and on and on. There's mm-hmm. so many different parameters here. You said it. What game can't they win? Right. I don't know. There's there nothing left one. on the schedule either uh-uh. that you can go that direction. I mean, you're going to be shocked. If Iowa State fourth quarter seventeen thirteen against Texas Saturday, no, absolutely not. No, no way. They are. You just you just said it. You just went through the list. You went back five years. Two thousand sixteen. Last time they were blown out. If you want to include the bowl game against Notre Dame, right, right. And I I remember that game because well, I remember the game, but I remember a part of that game. Remember, Purdy was hurt. That was hurt. That's right. Um, Who knows. What game can't they win? Anyways, John Bowen Camp is coming up. Let's do Iowa real quick before yeah. we go to break. How do we get to six? How do we for the get Hawkeyes? to six? So as we looked at it with Iowa State, what game can't they win? Well, Ohio State. Right, that's one. <laughs> that was pretty easy. Cross that one off, right? So of the roadies uh-huh. that are left, and there's three of them left at Purdue, at Minnesota, and at Ohio State. We've already eliminated at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. What about the other two? Is there one of those two they can't win? From what we've seen in recent history, it's Purdue. Mm-hmm. McConnell makes plays. Uh-huh. Charlie Jones is going to be ready to go. Yeah. So is the defense for the Hawks, though, that day. They haven't been able to figure out Purdue, though. Phil Parker, yeah. there is one team that he has struggled yeah. with. Yeah. And this is not an offensive problem. Nope. This has been a defensive yes, problem it's true. against the Boilmakers. Mm-hmm. Jeff Brom has coached circles around Phil Parker. Mm-hmm. Maybe the only coach that we can say that about. Yes, without a doubt. In his decade as a defense coordinator, there's one. Yeah, I there's agree. been bad moments, but there is one right. guy that has just schemed it up. He's got his number. And David Bell. And before, yep. how about that Ron French Delmore. that French receiver? Remember that guy a couple years back, like four years back? <laughs> yes, I do. He had like three touchdowns uh-huh. against him. They couldn't figure out this French dude is out there making plays against what him. What was his? I remember Stefan Nagamu or something like that. I remember the oh, kid's yeah. name. Yeah, and Iowa could not figure mm-hmm. that one out. So no, I can't give Iowa a win against Purdue. All right, so the Minnesota game's the most likely road win, and I give them a twenty five percent chance in that game. All right, let's do the home games. Um, Northwestern, win. yeah. Win. Now, I will bad. ugly it up and it'll be tighter than it should be. Yeah, probably 20 to 6. I was scoring 20? Yeah, they got a defensive touchdown. Oh, okay. Yeah. And two field goals and the offense is Yeah, that's, they scored. They got set up at the two. 14 6. 10 6. Wisconsin. Mertz is playing better. Yes. The team's playing better. Jim now, Leonard's just one got, game. It's true. No. Okay. Nebraska. No. I think this is a so you don't think that no I don't even think they're close I don't think they even go into Nebraska with a chance at a bowl game do they get so when when are they eliminated in your scenario the month of November is meaningless pretty much yeah because they're going to get Northwestern and then we turn the calendar to November Mm -hmm. and they'll have four wins with four left and you've got them after the Wisconsin game after back to back losses to Purdue and Wisconsin it's over they're four and six. They're putting away the equipment. Mm. Doesn't this feel a lot like 1998 and sure. last year? Yeah. There's a lot of similarities. Go uh-huh. back and look at how much that team struggled mm-hmm. offensively. Mm-hmm. And then the last game, and this, it still annoys me to no end. Hayden's final game against Minnesota. They're played up in the Roller Dome, and they quit. And for that to be Hayden's last yeah. game, it's just, mm-hmm. it's a gut punch. Yeah, for, I want to see it end differently, right? Right. 
Yeah. There was just there was nothing left in the tank. Yep. The guys had completely checked out. You knew it was coming to an end and that's a tough way to go out. Mm-hmm. Now that's not going to happen. But the good news is Bobby Stoops has taken over. <laughs> oh yeah. We had that, right? <laughs> right. Yes. yes. And also, it's pointed that way. That's my freshman year at Iowa. That's all the talk. And, and Bobby Stoops is coming, and he's mm-hmm. coming. And, and all the th- it was all pointing that direction. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that worked out pretty well for Iowa. Yeah, you think? Now, here's the difference. First of all, Hayden was sick. Mm-hmm. He was dealing with cancer treatment at the time. Pretty easy to walk away for him. Though, people say he wasn't exactly ready. And if he was healthy at the time, he probably would not have walked away. He would have given it another go and tried to get things rebuilt. But that aside... $42 million left on the contract. Mm-hmm. Kirk's not walking away. No. What if Gary Barta walks into the office and says, I'm firing Brian? Does that lead to Kirk no. also walking away? No. I don't think so either. $42 million. Yeah. I don't think he can. He can't. I, I think that, um, I think maybe Kirk kind of winks at him and says, no, 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 as he's winking at him. You can't do that mm-hmm. in hopes that he does the dirty work for him. Yeah, probably. Because, I mean, Kirk's Kirk's a great not firing article. Brian. He's, he's just not. I got an article sent to me today. I'm in a group text message. I don't mm-hmm. know who these people I have no idea who they are. I know one person. But <laughs> you I've been, don't know one person I, I, I don't. I know one person in the group, oh, okay. and there's nine of them in here. Uh-huh. Um, and it was from Slate.com. I saw this. It is an incredible read. Mm-hmm. Iowa football team, best case against nepotism that humankind has ever seen. There's one paragraph or one start of a paragraph, I wish I had it at the tip of my fingers Um, because I would love to read it, but I encourage you to do so. It's kind of a long read, Mm -hmm. but it's a really good read uh, on the the pitfalls of, uh, of hiring your son. The story revolves around Brian Ferentz, who's Kirk's son and a wildly unsuccessful offensive coordinator. Brian has had has run Iowa's offensive Iowa's offense since 2017, and the results have never exceeded mediocrity, and have recently barreled into Earth's core. E, e. It's a long article. Slate.com. Um, glad I was sent it. I read it this morning. Anyways, we'll take a time out. If you're part of that and you were the one that sent that <laughs> to a number that you I have no idea who it is, uh, we appreciate it. I got that. in a little trouble last night with the Iowa football staff or a member of the football staff. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Tyler Barnes uh, blocked the Locked On Hawkeyes account. Well, I heard. Well, I didn't hear. I saw on Twitter that David Eicholt yes. had a lot of blowback from his legitimately fair question. Oh, how dare you, right? So Tyler Barnes last night, he tweets out, a smooth sea Never made a skilled sailor. Some pretty true words by Franklin D. Roosevelt. So I just quote tweeted it, and I uh, found a quote of my own. Yeah. But all the love in the world won't save a sinking ship. You either have to bail or jump overboard. That's from Sarah Dressen. I don't know who that is, but I thought it was a pretty apropos quote. Yeah. And then the Twitter account got blocked by Tyler Barnes. Isn't that Didn't like that. No. They're going insular, aren't they? Yes, they are. Uh, this the is... walls are going up at Fort uh-huh. Kinnick, baby. <laughs> they're they're rolling up the welcome mat. And how small is it for it's the coaching petty. staff to block her or to unfollow David Eichel, Just a beat writer? Incredibly petty. That's unfortunately yeah. we're seeing a lot of that. Do you remember 2020, 2021? I do, but I'm covering 2022's team. Not only that, how about Kirk in the press conference? We talked a lot about Eichel's question. He's going to join us tomorrow. I called, not Kirk. The, uh, we don't get him. <laughs> no. They funnel him, folks. Yes. There is a publicity firm here in Iowa who's going to go nameless, and I like the person who runs it. Mm-hmm. He used to watch him on TV. 
I'll leave it at that. And they funnel Ference and they funnel the University of Iowa coaches because they want to go. Well, I'm not going to say anymore. Yeah, I, I know exactly where you're going. I think to. everybody out there yeah. knows where you're going. But the other part of that press conference, the question was asked multiple times: Who, what coach was the unsportsmanlike against? And he won't answer. He wouldn't answer. I know it. If there was any other coach and that question was asked, would he have responded? Yes. I mean, I, I think I, that think Ferris so. would have answered this a couple of years ago. If Greg Davis would have got an un- – now, I don't think Greg Davis would have. If Phil, mm-hmm. who can get a little hot on this side. Do we have any idea what coach it was? It was Brian. That, is, is that public knowledge? I, I would be shocked if it was anybody no. but. Yeah. And from the beat guys that were there, they believed it was Brian. Mm-hmm. But Kirk wouldn't even say who it was on. Well, who do you think it was on? Mm-hmm. This is the problem. This yeah. is a big time problem. Is. is you have this happening and you won't say a word. Trent, about it. they are a national punchline. Yes. Kirk and Brian Ferentz, a national punchline and that offense. And every single person who jokes about them, writes about them, says the same thing. They're wasting an historically good yes. defense because that's what we watch every Saturday. And that's true. And they are. Look over the list last six years as a whole. And there's a lot of success, and you can point to that. But what could have been with a competent uh. offense? There was one division title. There should have been three. Mm-hmm. If you just had some semblance of positivity. I mean, people clamoring for Nate Stanley, and how many conversations we have coming on Monday. <laughs> Boy, Stanley just would have made this player been yeah. more consistent, and that's what you're looking for. Well, if you had a coordinator, mm-hmm. if you had somebody that knew how to actually run an offense, mm-hmm. This thing could have been a lot different, and this program would be in a different spot. And he takes the arrows, there's a lot of them, and a lot of them deserve, but where does the buck stop? Headman. Just past 10.30, Miller and Condon underway on a Wednesday. Again, we are moving. Our show is going to push back an hour starting next Monday. We go 11 to 1, which means seven consecutive hours of local programming in market, what, 70? Is that what we are? 69, I think. 69? Yeah. Seven local hours, sports talk. It's, it's it's terrific, um, but yeah, we're excited about that. We move to eleven to one. Murphy and Andy stay one to three, and of course, Cakes and No Drive takes you home from three until six. John Bowen camps next. He was in Minneapolis. We'll recap that. Uh, talk some Hawks uh, with John. Hour number two. Dave Sproul on Iowa State. Mitch Holtis on the Chiefs. It's Miller and Condon. Ron Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point three. Now back to Miller and Condon on one hundred six point three KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Just real quick before yeah. we get to John Bowenkamp. Uh, Devontae Adams has been charged by the municipal court in Kansas City <laughs> with misdemeanor assault. So this will be settled out of court and there'll be a check written and oh it'll be good. You can't shove a guy. No, but here's, I agree, but let me just put, just frame it like this. That's the path, route, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. where the visiting team leads the field. That's how they get off the field sure. at the end of the game. Shouldn't that be their domain? No. I don't the think? guy is working. He's working on the field. He is a cameraman. He also has access to the field. This yeah. isn't some random fan. This isn't after but a don't celebration. You, you're carrying a light standard. Don't you wait until the players who are probably a little bit jacked up left the field? Yeah, but it wasn't like it was a group either. It's not like there was a dozen of them walking through. There was one guy. You got to wait for every single person to get yes, that. Yes, I think no, you do. I don't. I, He's not wound up. I mean, this guy might have. I don't know. This just. I. This is 2022, Trent. 
So you're coming into the studio, somebody's in your way, and you're just going to shove them out of the way? Well, no, I wouldn't do that. Well, that's what you're saying. You're, you're... I'm coming here. I'm in a pretty good mood. I just didn't drop a pass at the end of the game because I ran into my own guy. Well, what if you screw something up? You mess up a live read. You're walking out of the studio. <laughs> you get a shove knock out of the way. Well, not him. I no. love to see that. Um, anyways, John Bowen camp. You would, he wouldn't go very far. Oh, I didn't. No, I got John. I thought it cut him off. I didn't. Hello, John. Welcome. How are you? You you ought to see the people I shove. Out of <laughs> oh man! Well, we're glad you're with us and you're I'm at a distance. Uh, so you were in Minneapolis yesterday for Big Ten Media Day, yep. men and the women, etc. Uh, I guess just uh, from a um, you know a forty thousand feet perspective, what was one of your takeaways, John? Or a couple of them. I you know I I mean I I think it, we'll talk about the men first because I, I I think Fran McCaffrey really likes his team. You know, and and we we kind we had you know we had a one well it shouldn't necessarily call it a one on one but when we did the stuff with him on the podiums and, and we talked about the chemistry of this team and and he said you know that these guys all really get along they're all good friends they all hang out together they do different things together you know and I asked him I said you know does that matter like when I mean how important is that especially when you get into the dog days you know like late January early February. And he said, you know, he said, it, it really helps you get through it. But he said, it also helps you get to that point where, you know, that doesn't become a stressful time. You know, if you're playing well all year, you know, that sort of thing, you know, you can, you can, you can get to February where you don't have a lot of pressure on you, or you can, you know, you're, you're in a position like last year when they were able to kind of put things together, you know, at the, at the end of the year. So, I mean, that was one of the things that, that I, I really, you know, we learned a lot yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, and just seeing the interactions with the four players that were on their podium, um, you can tell these guys really get along, and I think that's a big deal. They've known know? each other so, a long time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And, and, I mean, you know, college basketball is, you know, when you look how long that season is and how many yeah. games you play and, and the road trips and all that, you know, you're playing 20 conference games, which is just brutal. You know, I, I think you have to have guys that really like each other, and I think that's a good sign for this team that they all get along. You know, they all give each other a hard time. Somebody, you know, the inevitable, you know, question to Chris Murray about comparisons with Keith. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, Fran's starting to not like, I don't mm-hmm. think. Um, you know, but but he, um, you know, and, and when, he, when as soon as they asked that question, the other players started laughing like, you know, we knew it was coming. <laughs> right. So that, I mean, that was the thing. They probably had a pool. Which question will it be before it gets asked? Over, under oh, three exactly. and a half. Exactly. Right. You know, and, and um, you know, Fran got asked it, you know, during his time, you know, up at, you know, in, in front of the, on, on the big stage. And, you know, I mean, one of the things he said, you know, and that was another thing he said later on. He said, you know, at some point it's got to end. You know, everybody has to realize Chris is Chris, Keegan is Keegan. Yep. Two different people, you know. And, and so, you know, it's kind of like, you know, okay, we'll let these questions go for now, but it's time to, like, kind of move on a little bit. Well, big season in front of Iowa. The schedule looks to be incredibly difficult in the non-conference slate. And, and of course, the conference. About though, time, right? Yeah, not top-heavy by any means in the Big Ten this year. I mean, who do you put up there? Indiana? Illinois? But those are fringe, maybe even top 15 teams. I don't think anybody, a preseason top 10 team. Wide open race. How do you have Iowa slated in there? Saw the media poll had them at number seven. They had them at number seven, and then the guys, you know, the guys laughed about that one too. And I mean, I, I think it's a top, I think it can be a top five team in that league very easily. I mean, because like I said, you're, you're going to, you, you're going to see improvements 
from pretty much everybody. And you had some really good players last year. I mean, you look at the way Tony Perkins ended the year. You look at the way Peyton Sanford ended the year. You look at the way everything. And Chris Murray, I think, is going to take a big step because his role is going to be expanded a little bit. And you can see that last year in his game and the way he played. So I, I think that I, I just think they can be a team that can get into that top five. And 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 you know and get that you know that maybe even get into the top four and get that get into the Friday round of of the Big Ten tournament. I mean, I, the league's so wide open at this point, and a lot of it is going to come down to intangibles. And I think they've got those right now. Uh, you wrote about uh, at IowaCollegeHoops dot com, IowaCollegeHoops dot com, which is John site. You can also read in Hawkeye Nation, the AP, etc. Uh, uh, but to, to the women's game and, and Caitlin Clark and her new deal with Nike, and she's ecstatic about yeah. it. And why wouldn't she be? My the thing that struck me, John, listening and reading. Um, was the fact that her family, uh, they, they sat down as a family and went over the, sounds like multiple offers, uh, NIL opportunities that came her way, which A, is great uh, that, right. uh, that she's getting these opportunities, but pretty neat to be able to sit down and pick and choose which ones you think are, are better suited uh, to advancing uh, her as a person and her, uh, and her brand, quite honestly. Oh, exactly. And I mean, you know, and she talked about, you know, I mean, obviously she's had the deal with High V since last year. Um, you know, this Nike deal is, you know, I, again, I don't know all the details and the specifics of it, but I think it's a very, I think it's a very lucrative one, you know, in terms of NIL deals. And, you know, I asked her about a deal that she's got with Top, you know, the card, the, the card, the trading card mm-hmm. company. And she's, she's going to be part, she's going to have her own card. And she's going to have a digital card as well. And she's talking about, you know, when she was a little kid, she collected baseball cards because that's what her brother did. I, I thought that was that was the one that I really intrigued me over the summer was was that deal that she got from them. And and you know, but she, you can tell that the family has, you know, she has she's got a lot of people in that family that help her out. You know, when it comes to you know legal issues and tax issues, and you know, is this right for me? Is this not right for me? Whatever. And, and I mean, she's done a really good job of, of negotiating through all the different things with 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 NIL right now that a lot of players haven't haven't had the opportunity to do. John Bowenkamp joining us as we talk Hawkeyes. Get into some Dodgers here in just a little bit. Over to football. Can I ask one more on basketball? Yeah, sure. Just real quick, John. Um, uh, Kevin Warren yesterday expansion. Well, I guess it's kind of just all, not just basketball. Right. 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 Uh, but Kevin Warren talking about expansion. Uh, you were at part of that presser yesterday. Well, your takeaway from that. Does it sound like it's imminent? Is he waiting for the, is he waiting for the right time, the right schools? Uh, what was your takeaway on Kevin Warren? I think right now, listening to him yesterday, and there was a little bit of a different tone. He's like, "Look, right now we're worried about getting USC and UCLA, you know, getting them into the league, getting them, you know, all the things there uh, with the new rights deal. You know, worried about that as well." And he's like, "You know, we're mindful of these things, but by, I mean, honestly, it doesn't sound like there's anything else imminent. You know, and and I think maybe they just kind of wait and see what the next shoe that drops, and then you react. Then, but right now, I mean, they they seem to be." Let's let's just move on with what we've got right now and see how it all works, and then we'll worry about everything else later. After the Illinois game, contentious in the post-game press conference, Kirk Ferentz and David Eichholt. Uh, I don't know if you want to know that they won 10 games last year, John, just in case you didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Just incredibly disrespectful to Eichold. And then on top of it, wouldn't answer the question, who got the penalty? What coach got the unsportsmanlike penalty? It was Brian Ferentz, it looks like. But that aside, now 
we get to hear from Brian. We get to hear from Phil and LeVar and the, the three coordinators of the special teams defense and offensive units, respectively. How is today going to go? I mean, mm. is this one that you're you're prepared for a little bit differently? You have to be ready. You have to be ready for a quick zinger on a comeback. I mean, what do you think today is going to be like in those conferences and, and specifically with Brian, obviously? I think, I think, I think, you know, I mean, with, with, with Phil and LeVar, I think this is the question that can be straight, pretty straightforward. I think with Brian, it could be anything. I mean, he could be right now. I mean, he could be prepared to be contentious. He could be prepared to, to just answer. I mean, he's always been really good about answering the questions, honestly. And there can be some snideness, you know, in <laughs> some of his, in his, in his comments, but I, I mean, I, I think this is an opportunity. And, and, you know, somebody pointed this out the other day. Spencer Petrus is there every Tuesday yep. to answer questions. He's there after every game, and this will be our second time with the offensive coordinator this season. How about that? I mean, it's not you know not since media day, and um, so I mean, I, I think he does have to answer some questions today, and I, I I think because and and again, you always get this. Well, you guys don't ask the tough questions like they ask. Right. Like they think we should all be Tom Cruise and a few good men, you know. <laughs> right. um, but um, but I mean, he's going to face some. He's going to face some difficult questions today, and I mean. And and they're simple questions, which is basically what's wrong, and you know, why is this not working? And you may get a long dissertation from him, you may get some snark from him, but I, I, these are the questions I think that he has to answer right now, moving forward. And it's a question the team has to answer moving forward: is that how can how can they win enough games to get to a bowl game at this point? So. Um, he's got to answer. He's going to get some tough questions today. I think there's no doubt about it. If uh, Spencer Petrus doesn't gather that, win that award that uh, the media that you guys give out at the end of the year, <laughs> Kayvon Merriweather won it last year. I mean, come on, this guy answers. I, I nominated him when we 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 did the nomination thing the other day, and he was on my list. Uh, absolutely, so. should be on everybody's list. Anyways, let's yep. get let let's uh, let's get the baseball last night. So uh, Dodgers jumped Wasn't on that it. Great. <laughs> Well, Not if you're like Kenny, you got a bunch of Padres. Yeah, features. really. I do have some Dodgers, but more Padres. <laughs> uh, what what impressed me, maybe as much as anything, which gave me not hope because I think the Dodgers are ultimately going to prevail. Uh, but that uh, Padres bullpen, John, maybe surprised. I think everybody. Clevenger was awful, but once he departed, oh, yeah. the Dodgers never. I don't think got another hit, did they? No, um, and and that was a little disappointing, but. When you score with fury, that's going to happen, and that's what they did. They scored with fury in those first three innings. So um, I'm not worried. You know, they'll, they'll be fine when it comes to that. So um, I, I like the way the Dodgers handled, handled their bullpen. And, you know, I mean, those guys all made big pitches last night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bruce Dargratter all made one pitch. One pitch, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, so and and you've got a lot of guys out there lined up for tonight if something happens yeah. with Kershaw. So um, I, you know, I yeah, I would like to have gotten some more runs last night, but you got what you needed, and then you've seen now you've seen some of these pitchers that you're probably going to see again mm-hmm. in Game Three. Yep. So um, you take it for what it is, you get the win, and you go get two tonight. Uh, when do the when do the festivities start today with the uh, with the uh, the coordinators? Uh, One o'clock. Yeah. You know, so is Brian we'll first or last? 20, you know, uh, I don't know. It, it just kind of depends. Sometimes I think the last time, the last time we did this, he might have been last, mm-hmm. but I can't remember. And I bet he will be today, just because 
I, I think you're going to get X number of minutes with each one, and I think he may get put at the end so we go a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, you know, but but I think that's probably what it'll be today. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing from all of them because, I mean, there are some phases yeah. of this game where they've been really good. Yeah, indeed. And there's some phases where they haven't been. So No, it's, uh, it's going to certainly uh, be a lot of uh, folks uh, jumping online to read what was said and look for transcripts, etc. And what you just mentioned that, uh, you know, Petrus answers the uh, answers questions after every single game and usually every single Tuesday with the exception maybe if he has a yep. class. And I don't think there's been many, uh, but this is the only the second time you've got the guy that's calling the shots uh, with that yeah. offense. Uh, it's, it's overdue. John, thank you as always, John Bowen Campbell. Talk to you in the weeks ahead. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Take care. Yep. Take care. Good to talk to John Camp. I would call it hoops.com. You can read my Hawkeye Nation and the Associated Press. We'll come back, wrap up the hour. Dave Sproul on Iowa State kicks it off. Uh, basketball and football with Dave Mitch Holtis on those Kansas City Chiefs, the Bills and the Chiefs. It's the marquee game of the weekend, or is it? Oh, yeah. Eagles, Cowboys? No. I don't think so either. Palm tried to talk me into it. Oh, jeez. Come on, Mike. <laughs> it's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.net. Welcome back, Miller and Con, to Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 Cakes. You know, I, I've been meaning to ask you this before we run out of it's probably mm-hmm. too late to do it anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, watching the Iowa Illinois game on Saturday night, uh-huh. Corey Provo and Jake Butt did the game. Provis, yeah. What do you think of Jake Butt? He's got a chance. I think he does too, he's doesn't good, he? Yeah. Yeah, he's raw, but yeah, yeah. there's definitely an opportunity. He Seaman Studio one. periodically yeah. on the Big Ten Network. I think as a color commentator, though, uh-huh. he's got a chance. I, I enjoyed the call. Yes, he was good. And oh, Provis is, is solid. No, he's solid too. Uh, but, I mean, the, the injury in the bowl game, because mm-hmm. he's probably a first-round pick. Right. And where did he go? Fifth round, I think. Is that what fifth, it was? I think fifth or sixth round to Denver. And they got and, hurt again. They got hurt again. Two, yeah. I mean, he was he couldn't get on the field. Uh, unfortunate for him. Who's on the call for the Iowa State-Texas game this weekend? Have you seen? I have not. I have not either. Probably in the game notes. ABC? I would, I would think it would probably be in the... Is that a Mark Jones? Could be a Mark Jones. Could be uh Tess. You know, if it's Tess, we're going to get a good game. It usually is. And I'm definitely it? jumping aboard with that 17. Taking the 17 <laughs> yes. if, if Tessador's got it, huh? All right, well, Dave Sproul's going to kick off the hour. Maybe he knows, or maybe we can we'll find do out. a little homework during the break and find out on our own. Dave Sproul, Iowa State Media Day going on. Dave was there. Football conversation. Mitch Holt is on those Chiefs. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO.